Welcome to 100 Proof, the podcast that empowers six and seven figure business owners and CEOs to reinvent their relationship with drinking and rediscover their happier, healthier, wealthier selves. I'm your host, Nicole Prentice. Let's dive in. Hi guys, thank you so much for joining me today in this episode. And today, oh my goodness, today is a really big episode. Today I am celebrating my two years in sobriety and I wanted to celebrate with you. And I am so excited because I'm going to be sharing my eight lessons from two years in sobriety. In this episode, will help you to see like, okay, what can I do and what's important to really focus on so you can stop drinking, but not just stop drinking, but start to experience just how incredible life can be as a result of quitting drinking. So before we dive into this episode, I have to share some of the background. And I was never really a person who counted my sober days. I never had a tracker or anything like that. Quitting drinking was essentially a step in a keystone habit that I had to take in order to experience the trickle effects in every area of my life. So when I quit drinking, it wasn't to say like, hey, look at me, I'm sober. I quit drinking as a way for me to become more successful in my business, to have more clarity, um, more ideas flowing to my mind. And I wanted to have better relationships first with myself and then with my fiance and my friends and family and basically everyone whom I'm in a relationship with. So sobriety was always a starting point, which helped me to experience so many beautiful things in my life. And at first I decided to give up drinking for six months and four months into that six months, I was like, oh my gosh, my life is amazing. And I've never looked back since then. So today, two years in sobriety and the eight lessons from two years in sobriety. The first one is stopping drinking is the first step. Now, this is something I talk about a lot. Yes, stopping drinking is huge. And when you're able to do this, it's looking at like, okay, what next? Because the truth is, there's so much available for you once you stop drinking. So as you stop drinking, it's important to move through that and think about, okay, what changes do I want to make in my life? Because when you start to realize that you have more time, energy, and your passions start to come alive, think about, okay, what is this next step? And you want to keep going. So yes, celebrate quitting drinking, celebrate your milestones, but think about what's next. So that could be something you can do wherever you are in your journey, whether you desire, desire to quit drinking or you are a few months sober, think about what do you want to bring into your life and start to take action steps towards that. All right, the second one, lesson number two, and this one was a hard one for me to learn, if I'm being honest, is your relationships will evolve, and that's a really good thing. So when I first stopped drinking, I immediately felt like some of my relationships, my friendships with my friends, they kind of pulled away. And that was hard at first because I felt very isolated and alone. And when you're going through something as powerful as quitting drinking and focusing on your healing, because that's what I did for four months, I went so deep into my healing. It's, it feels nice to have people around that you're familiar with. So as my friends started pulling away, 
I realized that me not drinking triggered something in them. A lot of my friends were not on the same path. So number one, they could not support me in a way that was authentic to them because they haven't done what I was doing. And also when they were drinking and I wasn't, that could seem to them like I might be judging them because drinking was something I found was non-beneficial in my life. So I might judge them for drinking. So my coach helped me realize that and after those four months of really going deep into my healing and taking a step back from most of my relationships, I was able to start to create my own tribe. And this is what's so powerful because when I look back at some of my past relationships, it's not that they're bad people. It's just that they weren't right for me and the new direction that I was heading. And we have to be willing to let go of the relationships and the habits that are not serving us so we can embrace new relationships, so we can embrace new ways of being and experiencing the world. So we have to allow ourselves to shed (laughs) or to let go of what's not fully serving us so we can experience even better relationships. So some of my friendships, yes, they did fall away. And some of my relationships, they got even deeper in the best ways. And I've even been able to attract new relationships in my life that resonate and support where I am right now and where I am going. And that is so empowering. All right, number three, your triggers are your teachers. Oh, this is a good one. I remember when I would first get triggers about like wanting to drink. I'm like, oh no, I did it wrong. Like I failed. (laughs) It wasn't that I was drinking. I was like, just because I'm thinking about alcohol, it means I'm doing this wrong. (laughs) Not at all. Um, And I actually have some clients who reach out and they're like, oh my God, I I had like a trigger. Like I thought about drinking. Like it's okay. This is normal. And the first thing, when you have a trigger, this is actually a good thing because it shows that you're gaining space from an unhealthy habit, which is drinking. So that's the first thing, just to recognize that. And when we have triggers, it's telling us that we desire something in our life. And now, whenever I have a trigger, I celebrate it because it's showing me that there's a deeper desire there and this helps me to figure out what change I need to, to what change I need to make in my life in order to bring that desire into my life. So, for instance, um, when a few months ago I had a trigger to drink, I was like, I want to drink. I'm like, okay, why? What am I thinking that alcohol can bring to my life? And this is what you can do when you have a trigger. So, ask like, what am I desiring in my life? Is it? more connection? Is it more belonging? Is it to feel relaxed? Is it to relieve stress? And I realized that trigger was teaching me that I desire deeper connections in my life. And the truth is alcohol cannot do that. It actually brings you further away from the connections that you want with other people and the depth of connection that you can have with yourself. So understanding that trigger was, okay, I actually want deeper relationships. That's what I desired. So I made a change around that. I made it so I spent more time with my friends. I was more proactive in seeing my friends and playing stuff for us to do. And that can create a huge shift in your life. So whenever you have a trigger, and this could be for anything. It could be drinking. It could be binge watching TV. It could be eating junk food. Think about what the underlying desire is and allow yourself to create a change towards that desire. 
All right, that's number three. Now, number four, the importance of learning how to regulate your nervous system and release trapped emotions. Now, this one is huge. And the other day during a client call with a one-to-one client, he said, and he is very successful. He's a CEO of a seven-figure business. And he told me, he said, Nicole, I have the emotional intelligence of a five-year-old. And this is true for a lot of people. I know it was true for myself. And essentially what this means is in our society, even in higher education, we aren't taught how to regulate our emotions. We aren't taught how to sit with our emotions to give space to them and to release them. So what happens is we end up suppressing them. We end up numbing and shoving them down in our body with numbing behaviors. And one of the ways that we numb is drinking. So it's really important. Yes, if you stop drinking, that's great. But if you don't learn how to regulate your nervous system and to release trapped emotions, what will happen is you'll continue to go from one numbing behavior to the other. I've had people reach out to say like, hey, I stopped drinking, but now I notice that I'm working too much. I'm overworking or I'm binge watching TV or I find myself always like going to different numbing behaviors because something just doesn't feel good because the fact is those emotions that you have been suppressing for your whole life they are still there and in order to move forward in a way that is long lasting and to move towards what is you actually desire in your life you have to find a way to release your trapped emotions to regulate your nervous system because let's face it Life can be hard sometimes. There are a lot of ups, but there also are a lot of downs. And we do need that contrast. But we also need to know how to handle our emotions and to move through them and learn from them and release them so that we can keep going and create what is that we do desire. All right, that's number four. And this is what I spend a majority of the time with my clients with is going with them one-to-one deep into their past traumas or their suppressed emotions and helping them to release them. Because until you do that, you'll continue to numb. All right, number five, create a life that you absolutely love so you feel inspired to sustain a healthy habit. So this goes back to um, the first lesson, which is what next? Like after you stop drinking, asking yourself, what next? So I kind of, I did this uh, very extreme, (laughs) right? I created a business based on my journey in sobriety. Now, before I worked with uh, men and women with a relationship with alcohol, I was a relationship coach. And I realized that your relationship with alcohol changes everything. So I had to start there. So I created a business based around helping other people quit drinking. So this, of course, keeps me on the sobriety path. I'm not going to lie when I, <laughs> I think five months into my business in the sobriety direction, I was like, oh my gosh, this means I can never drink again. I was like, what if I one day decide to drink and then my whole business is just, I'm out of alignment. Then my business has to be shut down. <laughs> a little freak out to my mentor. Um, but <laughs> essentially I don't know where I was going with that. Um, But it's so important to find something that you're excited to move towards and something that inspires you to stay on this path. None of my clients have created a sobriety business from our work together. So there's a proof that you don't need to do that as well. You can if you want, but you don't have to. A lot of my clients, because they are business owners and entrepreneurs, 
is they look at how they can take their businesses to another level, looking at different offerings they can bring in and really how they can grow their business in a way that supports them, how they want to feel and how they want to show up in their business. So whatever it is, whatever you love or whatever you're passionate about, or maybe this is something that you're trying to figure out is think about how can you continue to keep moving forward and create a new life for yourself one in which you're excited to sustain this habit because me I love my life and I don't go out to the bars on the weekends I obviously don't drink but I don't go out to the bars very often because I like my mornings I like to work out in the mornings I like to do podcasts talk to clients and staying out late even if I'm not drinking just doesn't resonate with me anymore Um, So that's just not something I do anymore. So thinking about how you can create this life that you love so you can sustain your healthy habits. All right, number six, the importance of support to help you move forward and work through the unknowns. Now, I know that I would not have even started this journey without my mentor because the truth is, yes, I knew that drinking was getting in the way of my best life but I needed someone to help support me through that transformation because without it, I would have just said, yeah, I'll take a break, but I always fall back into those patterns. So it's so important to have support because through the journey of quitting drinking, there are a lot of unknowns and you also have to go to very dark parts of yourself and revisit dark stories where it's hard to do alone And you need someone who you trust, who you feel comfortable with, who can hold you in that space so you're able to face what's really hard and heavy and walk through it. Because you have to walk through what's hard and heavy in order to experience the results that you do desire. So I'm a big fan of support. I've always had support in my business. Um, In college, I was an athlete, so I always had a coach. And when I was in my nine to five, I had a mentor. So I think it's important that you do have support. And I think it's important that you have support in a way that it's with someone who has achieved what you desire to achieve. Because a big part of that is yes, they can help hold you and keep you accountable and show you the tools and steps you need to take to get there, yes. But they also can hold that vision for you. Because if they have created the results that you want, That knowing that they have done it can help propel you forward as well. So that's a big part of it as well. All right. So that's number six, important of support. Two more. And the last one's my favorite. Just a little um, heads up for that one. All right. So number seven, your perspective greatly influences your experience. Now, this is something I had to challenge a lot when I first quit drinking because What I saw in society is that when you quit drinking, life is filled with a lot of scarcity. There's a lot of lack. It's boring. (laughs) And I was kind of worried. I'm like, oh no, like, is that going to be my reality? Um, So I had to challenge that because essentially your perspective is you search for and find information that reaffirms an existing belief. So if you believe quitting drinking will be boring, you will find examples to support that. Okay. On the flip side, if you are so excited about the possibilities and the opportunities and how expansive life can be when you quit drinking, and this is what I've experienced and my clients have as well. If you know that's possible for you, that's what you'll create in your life as well. Now, a big part of what I do in my content is I show what is possible when you quit drinking because there are so many negative influences out there that show quitting drinking is hard. It's boring. 
your life will suck after. But that's not true. Like quitting drinking was so easy and life is just so incredible. And I want to show that to people because it's so important that you see like, okay, this is actually possible. Because if you know it's possible and believe it's possible, then you'll start to take the steps to actually create that as your reality. All right. So that's one. Focus on your perspective. Make sure you have a positive perspective that reinforces what it is that you desire to achieve. All right. Last but not least, number eight. And this one's very important. And a lot of people get stuck here. It's learning how to transcend your upper limit. So in the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about an upper limit problem. So essentially what this means is we all have a glass ceiling or a threshold for the amount of happiness, success, joy, pleasure that we can experience in our life. And once we reach that glass ceiling, we do things to sabotage ourselves to go back to emotions that we are used to experiencing and they're more comfortable, but they're not as expansive and enjoyable. So let's say you're used to experience the feeling of overwhelm and shame. So if that's what you're used to, if you start to experience happiness, joy, success, you're going to freak out and (laughs) you're going to hit your upper limit and your inner critic's going to come in and say, oh no, this is not safe here. We haven't been here before. This isn't practiced. We don't know what to expect. What if something bad happens? And you'll sabotage yourself. And this self-sabotage could look like starting a fight with your partner. It could be drinking again after not drinking for a few months. It could be um, throwing yourself into a movie marathon instead of doing what you know you need to do. So this upper limit is something that once you stop drinking and you're on a healthy path and you're creating a bunch of incredible changes in your life, you will run into this time and time again. And this is something I work with my clients. I work with my clients on, and this is a huge focus for us. After they've stopped drinking for about four months, they continue to reach their upper limit. And what I've seen happen in myself and in my clients is that if you're not aware of this, you'll continue to self-sabotage yourself. So you're not able to actually move forward to what is that you desire. So as you are quitting drinking and as you're moving forward, you will hit your upper limit. And just like I mentioned with triggers, When you hit your upper limit, this is something to celebrate because this means that you are experiencing something that you've never experienced before. You're welcoming in a new level of success, abundance, more connection in your relationships. And this feels uncomfortable because you haven't experienced it before. And that's something that you want to celebrate because that's what you want. You want to create these incredible shifts in your life. But you have to become aware of when you hit your upper limit so you can keep moving forward and do so in a way that is long lasting and also a way that will allow you to move towards what is that you do desire. So those are my eight lessons from two years in sobriety. And what I would recommend and invite for you to do is to take some time to reflect on these, reflect on what resonates, maybe some questions that you have And allow yourself to dig deeper. When you are curious around your journey moving forward and also intrigued about how you can do so in a way that feels really good for you and supportive of you, that's how you'll create this change that you desire in your life. Now, I do have an exciting invitation for whoever this resonates with or whoever is ready to 
really take these next steps. I am opening up two spaces in my one-to-one coaching. And with my clients, we go incredibly deep. And this allows you to create the shifts that you need in your foundation to create these incredible results in your life. Yes, stopping drinking is something that we focus on, but we focus on how you can become the person to experience all the wonderful benefits from quitting drinking because that is what we want and that's what you'll get. So if that's something that interests you and you desire to be supported on this journey, feel free to find a link to find out more to that in the bio below this podcast. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening and thank you for celebrating with me. And I'm excited to celebrate your next milestone and I'll see you during our next episode. Thank you for listening to 100 Proof, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode has been valuable for you, please leave a review below. I'll see you next time.